appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode of the Blizzard Ignorant Podcast, man. I am joined today by one of my comrades in this comedy game. Uh, Mr. Lamont King is in the building, man. What's good with you, man? How you feeling? Oh, man, I can't complain. We out here. You know what I'm saying? Moving yeah. and grooving. That's yeah. it. Now, now for those that for those that don't recognize the name Lamont King, uh, and that's I go by Lamont King now because that's what I what I call you now. Uh-huh. But I think you know in a previous lifetime you went by Lazy Lamont. Yeah. And I, the way I recognized you was not from your comedy, was from from hearing you on the Russ Paul Morning Show. Right. So uh, I started I started my career in radio. Okay. Um, as a as an intern, I was an intern at a at a local radio station, uh, out in Maryland, outside of Washington D.C. WKYS ninety three point nine, mm-hmm. and uh, straight out of college, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, but I was fascinated. I'd already always been fascinated um, by radio, so mm-hmm. I got on as a volunteer, right. and I just happened to pass Russ Parr in the hallway, and everybody in my house had listened to the show. I had I had never heard it because it wasn't. It wasn't on in the market where I went to school. Right. So when I came home, it was like, yeah, he do this, you know, this cussing Mickey Mouse character and all this. <laughs> so I seen him in the hallway and did, still didn't know it was him. But I heard him uh, cuss somebody out as Mickey going down the hall. Wow. So I was like, oh, that's the dude right there. So I went up. I was like, yo, yo, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to get in. You know, maybe I got an intern. You know, I wasn't even really an intern. I was just volunteering at the radio station. So I volunteered on his show. Right. And he was like, yeah, come downstairs, answer the phones, blah, blah, blah. We used to Joan a lot in the studio. I used to do characters, imitate people. And he was like, yeah, tomorrow I want you to do something for me. So the next day I did a character on the phone and then the rest was history. I was there for six years. Never missed a day. And my radio name was Lazy Lamont. Lazy. Uh-huh. So was that was that something you came up with or something they came up with? Nah, man. I um I have a you know my personality is if if I'm Capricorn all the way. So right. if I want to do something, I'm gonna do it at all costs. I had no clue what the, what the the middle was, but I knew what the outcome was. I wanted to get on the radio. Right. And um so you know I'm no job, fresh out of school, living at home. My parents was like, you got to do something. Right. So I was super hustling. I was at the station every day. I used to sleep on the floor at the station. I used to drive the vehicles. I was trying to learn every department. So here's where the name came in. Um, my parents, they old school, right? Real, they went hard on me. Right. I'm coming home. My father used to tell me, if you come, if you're not home by the time the sports goes off on the news, <laughs> I'm, I'm locking the door. <laughs> and this is me at 22. Right. So he used to legit lock the door. Right. And I and I wasn't driving. I didn't have a car or nothing. So I would, a couple times, person that dropped me off, I call them right back or whatever. Come get me. They take me back to the station. I fall asleep. I was an intern on the morning show, a volunteer on the morning show, which was 6 a.m. So after hanging out and doing street team stuff and all this other stuff, if I got home at 12, I go right back to the station, sleep on the floor, wake up. They would come in the door and, and see me on the floor. Right. And I start the day all over again. So then I start walking. Then I started riding a bike. It was an hour away. And he was like, you know, I, I want you to be a regular, you know, one of my regular intern volunteers or whatever. You got to be here at 515. So there was no way nobody was going to drop me off. It was no way. So I started walking to work. But right. I was late often. Right. <laughs> they didn't know. But I hid it from them. They didn't know till years later that I was walking an hour to work. 
Right. And so Super Ken was the one that gave me the name. Super Ken was the sports guy on the show. Right. And I showed up like three days late one time. Not three days late, but late consecutively for three days. Three days, right. And Russ, they they roasting, they going on me, you know, da 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 da. And Soup was like, "You lazy, you know what I'm mean? start calling you? You lazy Lamont, lazy Lamont, you so lazy." And um, and I ain't gonna lie, I hated it in the beginning, and it right. caught on. Right. It caught because on air, that's they just I'm in the room, I'm not on the mic, so I can't defend myself. Nah, right, right. But it was like, yeah, if you call the show, blah, 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 the person answering the phone, that's Lazy Lamont, man. He ain't deemed about nothing. <laughs> so, you know, my mother, my oh, my mother was furious because she, she wasn't for that at all. But she was right. like, what do they call you? Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I can't tell my friends that Lazy Lamont is my son. Right, right. And then like three, four, or five years later, when, when I got popular on the show, then it was like, you know, Lazy Lamont is my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yo, that's that's dope. That's dope that um that that's the culmination of what happened. So yeah. you know, the mindset of like me getting out of school, um, dude, I was so driven to not be a disappointment. Yes. Um Yes, a failure. Well, I yeah. wouldn't even say failure because it was different for me because I was the first grandchild in my family to, to finish college. Uh, Tons of us went, but <laughs> I was the first one to right. finish. So it was a big accomplishment. That was a big accomplishment by itself. Right. But in school, I had friends that was already accepted into graduate programs. Some was continuing on. Some right. was going to law school. Other people had jobs. You know what I mean? And right. I was interviewing. But I ended up getting this gig, man, like right out of college. And I was so thankful. And it was like one of the highest paying jobs out of the, that class that graduated. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, okay. yo, just as I, I didn't make a bank. You okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but I kind of felt like I almost needed that struggle mm. out of school because I was so established, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like when I got done with college, dude, my, I, got, I wrote my own ticket. It was like, mm. there was no, it was no telling me nothing. Right. At 22 years old, that arrogant was a problem. Yeah. It, yeah. it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a problem, man. I, I have conversations now with females <laughs> that I was dealing with at the time. She's like, yo, you was unbearable. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell me nothing, man. Like, I had a company car. Like, what I had, field? like. What field? What line of work was you in? I was working for, I was a district manager for Aldi Foods. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Out of, out of college now. Yeah, yeah. And they now, were new. I'm, I'm, they I'm were new that, at the time. They were I'm new. In that, yeah, I'm in there hiring and firing cats. I'm, I'm like, and then like your mom walking in saying, you know, my son is late as a month. My yeah. mom walking into the Aldi store and right. they like, you know, she like, you know, my son is this. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's, you know, we, we like Justin, you know, da, 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 yeah. da, da. this one lady was in the store one day. She said, he a real nice boy. My, my mom was like, don't you ever let him hear you call him, call him that. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, well, you know what I mean. She got, I know what you mean, but don't, don't let but him. Don't say it. Yeah. She called me immediately. You yeah. know, this cashier, I'm like, mom, chill out. Stop going in there. You ain't the district manager. I'm the district manager. Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. trying to strike fear in the people. She's she throwing her weight around. You right, know? right. Yeah. But that, but dude, that, that, like, I'm almost envious of those type of situations. Someone mm -hmm. that, that they're able to take that situation and just throw themselves in. Now, now listening to 
<laughs> I listened to your uh, story about Shug Knight um, mm-hmm. the other day on your, on your broadcast, and we're not going to get into it. I will tell the listeners here to look out for Tiny Closet Studios on Facebook and YouTube, yeah. and look for the story about Lamont and Suge Knight. You well, it's, it's, it's called Marion and Me, A Suge yeah. Knight Story. It is the, it's one of the <laughs> most funniest stories. And it's, um, it's 100% true. Yes, and you know, you got the video to back it up. So I got it was the like, video, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was, that was amazing in, in, in itself, and it, it taught me a lot because you talked about starting out in radio. Now, how did that flip into comedy? And and your comedy your comedy story is another story I heard online too, which is different because you didn't come from the scientific backfield of comedy. You came from the I'm gonna jump out here and do this thing. You know, like yeah. like one of those type joints. Well, what a, well, it was a little bit of both. Okay, it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, we we grew up the same way. I'm a child of the '80s. Um, mm-hmm. you go over to grandparents' house, man. They, they lightweight playing Red Fox, Dick Gregory, George Carlin, Richard Pryor on record. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, my grandfather had parlor jokes. My father had, had like street parlor jokes. Right. And you would hear them and blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was, it was a funny household. It was a, it was a strict mean, but our escape, me, my sister and brother, I'm the youngest. Our escape was replaying. We had cable. You know what I mean? We replayed the VHS tapes that we had, Raw, Delirious. Right. You know what I mean? Just over and over and over, live on the Sunset Strip, blah, blah, blah. So it was a funny household. So um, I had a couple of uncles that were really, really funny. Yeah. And I liked comedy. Right. And I liked the, the art of storytelling and humor and blah, blah, blah. And when I went to high school, I was funny. Yeah. In college, I was funny. Um, so in college, I, I, I seen... Um, a couple people came to to our school to do comedy, right? Okay. Yeah, and you know how that is. Like yep. it, it was a new experience. And the first, and and this is this is I tell this story all the time too. It's a great story. Joe Claire was the first one. Wow. Joe Claire came to. I went to UMBC, and I'm the man on campus. I'm I'm the the Joan God. Yeah. Like you know, from from my area to where we are, I'm in the DMV. That's all we did. That's all you do for your, the first twelve years of schooling. All you do is jump. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people, you go to other parts of the country, they don't, they can't relate. So, right. but for, for us, that's all we did. Right. So when, when Joe came, I'm the, I'm the guy on campus. And here you are. And he wasn't that far removed from us. So he was, uh, he went to Morgan state, you know, right. 90 class of 90 or whatever. Right. And, um, he was, you know, he wasn't even a star yet on BET or whatever. And uh, he came, and we had the little, the little comedy night at the little, at the little uh, poetry slam and blah, yeah. blah, blah, at the cafeteria. And, he, and I, was, I was jealous. I ain't gonna lie. I was envious. Right. And I was like, I do this. What, y'all laughing at him, right? So I was giving him, I, turned, I, I was sitting in the front row, and I turned my seat around, turned right. my back on him. Right. And he's like, oh, we got somebody to think they can blah, 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 blah. You want to come up here? And of course, yeah, I come up there. <laughs> This is funny. <laughs> yeah, he he well, well actually it was a, it was another guy who who came up on stage try to grab the mic. Right. He, he dismantled him. He right. just destroyed him. Right. So when he said you want to come up there I was like nah at first cuz I was like right. you're not going to do me like that. But right. then I got right. up there they kept egging me on I got up there and he just roasted me. Right. Dry roasted just right. fried. And I was like ah oh, that's that's what that is. That's stand up right. comedy. Right. So after that 
we doing uh we hosted uh uh you know these 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 little poetry slam joints um i forgot what we used to call them but anyway uh i was the host and actually i wrote like three jokes yeah that had a beginning the middle and the end right and and, and i did them one time and everybody was yo you should do that da, 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 da. so then it was a big poetry uh circuit in baltimore around all the schools yeah so i went to all of them and did it. i got a videotape too it's from like i'm i'm dating myself but this is like this is like 1996. Oh, okay. I went around and did those same three jokes. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, man, I got the bug. I got bit. Right. Didn't know formula. Didn't know nothing. Didn't just, right. it was all guts. Right. Um, so when I got, like, the next year, I got into radio, I was like, maybe I could be funny on the radio because Joe Claire was on the radio, too, at the time. Mm-hmm. So I get on the radio, wasn't really doing comedy I, here and there. Right. But doing characters, watching Russ, learning from Russ, one of the greatest in the biz, by the way, watching him and learning, I was, I, I started getting good at it. But then I was, I wanted to be good at stand up because, uh, you know, in DC at the time, comedians were absolute stars. Yeah. Uh, Red Grant was, 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 uh, Red Grant, Joe and Dominique, Mike mm-hmm. Brooks, Skiba, Tony Woods, they were still, I mean, comedy was hot in the late nineties here. Right. And I wanted to, I wanted to be one of them. So I would go to these open mics and when I tell you I would lose, I didn't have a confidence at all back then. Yeah. I would take the most vicious L's, boo off the stage, get walked off the stage, get out of here. And, but because I was on the radio every day, that was my security. So I would take an L on stage and wouldn't go back for six months. Wow. Cause, cause I'm funny on the radio. You don't see me. I ain't got yeah. the reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't know how to make the, my radio humor translate to the stage. Hey. Had no yeah. idea. It took me years to figure that out. Years. That, you know, that's so difficult too, because when you, when you start out on stage and you go to radio and it's try different. to tell a joke, you're not getting the ultimate response. Yeah. So then it's like, is this funny? Is right. it not funny? And then you got to rely on your timing and your delivery. And in on stage, your immediate reaction is how you finish the joke. Right. Like you right. you you gotta hear the you gotta hear the reaction and the premise in order for you to know how I need to continue on with this right. joke. Yeah. And that's the that's the that's the difficult instant, balance. Instant feedback that you don't get on the radio. Instant and, feedback. And the instant feedback is what makes you not want to do radio after you start doing comedy. Right. And see, I did the you know, I don't want to do radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just, I don't want to do Zoom shows. It's yeah. like that whole combativeness. Yeah. And you it know, was, you messing with my change here. You trying to change what I'm used to. You know what I mean? And for me, I did the re- reverse. And so I did the Bud Light comedy competition in, in uh, this is in 99, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. 2000. And um, and I made it to the semifinals. And I was like, all right, okay, I, I, I could. Right. You know, I started getting my confidence or whatever. Right. So the next two years, I really was doing it more and more. I, I was throwing my own shows because I wasn't getting booked. Like they were, I was really getting played because I had taken so many L's and people had associated me with, uh, he's not going to do well. So I had to throw my own shows and do my own rooms. Right. And so fast forward to after about being six years of on, on the Russ Parr show, I decided to leave. And I was like, I really would rather do stand-up. I felt like, I felt like it was a more powerful um, you know, tool in the in the arsenal, and I was like, but if I'm gonna do it, I'm I gotta go New York or L.A. So I left the show. 
And I yeah. went to LA. And that's and so when people say, when did you start? I count from going to LA. That's when I started. Yeah, and then see, I wouldn't, and and I get that part of it. It, it is you have more of a difficult date, start date. Yeah, my start date. Actually hitting started. stages in the nineties, that means something. Yeah. But you was taking six six month breaks, and I'm yeah. like, you can't take no six month breaks. Yeah, right, right. 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 Yeah. Right. So, and, plus, so, and plus, I don't say the 90s because you look at me now and be like, well, nigga, why aren't you famous? You know what I'm saying? The, the crazy thing about it, though, uh, Lamont, it's like, even though Cats is started in the 90s, you wouldn't, you would think that everybody would be famous, but it's tons of us. It's tons yeah, of us. Yeah. I mean, I started in 2005, and, you know, as people that's passed me and they've done this and they've done that, it don't make me less funny. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But I just look at it like, you know, time and place. But right. If somebody was to give me a shot, I'd be like, I'm a killer yeah. joint. You know yeah, I mean? like, but yeah. I, I say that because so when I got I got to LA in 05. So 05. I, okay, okay. Yeah, so I count that um I count that as my starting. Start, yeah. Because everybody's so judgy McJudgerson out there. You know, <laughs> at the time I, I ain't wanna be like, yeah, I've been doing this since, since college, you know, back in 95, 96. Right. I ain't never heard of you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah relax. <laughs> relax. So <laughs> And I also say 05 because, you know, out there is sink or swim. Oh, yeah. So I considered that being full time. Yeah. Even when I wasn't getting paid. Right. So and, and I always had heard from the veterans, like, if you're not doing it full time, then, you know, just try something else. It, it shouldn't be a, a hobby. It shouldn't be a part time job, blah, blah, blah. So while I was out there, I was like, I had to think with that mindset. Now, the older I got, I realized that that wasn't necessarily true. That it's worked not, for them. Yeah. That worked it's, for them. It don't work. It don't have to be that way for everybody. It's funny how someone can try to make you feel less than if you're right. not doing the same exact way that they're right. doing. It. But it's funny because I always tell them because you know there was years I was doing comedy where I was still working a full time job. Yep. And I was like, okay, um, but you doing it full time, and I just smoked you. Yeah, right. You know, like maybe you right. should go get a job. You know, what I'm, like you know, what I'm saying like, and I'm no. getting booked, and I'm getting booked, and, and getting shows, and yeah, I'm right, right. Like, I yeah. Don't even, yeah, I'm not even practicing this. Like, I right. just kept up being. I did a hot twenty and killed the room, and you did forty five and no nothing. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was so, alright. Yeah, so that's <laughs> why you know I I get that part. I the, the thing about it is when you moved to L.A., you left the show, went to L.A. What was you doing for money? Everything, yeah, <laughs> everything. It's because you know money don't last long in LA now. Nah, like, so I had a lot saved um, mm -hmm. because I was pretty, pretty. I was in a decent situation. I had a roommate. We was yeah. renting from my godmother, so I, I was there for six years. And I ain't a, 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 you know, I don't be spending a lot of money. And I ain't know what I was gonna do with my life, so I stacked. Yeah. And I went out there. I went out there with about thirty. Okay. Saved. Okay. Now, I say that to say, I say that openly because news like, oh, wow, bro. I say that to say 10 months, that shit was gone. Yeah, like, like, like I, I'm trying to think because yeah. I'm like, because, you know. In a, in a year, that was gone. Yeah, dude, I remember when I left, when I left my job uh, at Aldi and I moved back to North Carolina, I, I was living off savings. Like, I didn't yeah. start working for a whole nother year. Yeah. I didn't even start working for a whole nother year, but you know that money go fast, especially when you still living your life the way you want to. Yeah, I was um, I was doing security. Um, yeah. I got into production real heavy. I was a PA, you know, working on sets, commercials, mm -hmm. music videos, movie sets, um, anything, man. I was uh telemarketing. I was uh, man. 
everything. I mean, any at any and everything. Yeah, writing for people. You know, they, it was it was it, it was wild. It was a, it was a weird time. Um, you know, you could be you could be in a comedy club, and somebody come off stage and be like, I'd be like, Yo, I got a tag for you if you want it. And they'd be like, All right, let me hear it. So I tag one of their like one of their jokes that I've seen them do probably eight or ten times by now. One of their vicious killers, and I tag it. And you know, it was a it was a handful of people that you know would pay you on the spot. Yeah. So I started hanging around, I'm trying to do that. So I did that for a little bit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> they they cut, cut you a fifty. You know, just slide you a fifty right there. Oh, okay, thank you. It was like big name uh, yeah. people. Yeah. So I was I was doing that. It was. I mean, I did everything. I literally yeah. did everything. I was working security on uh on the Paramount lot, and um, <laughs> I did overnights, eleven thirty to seven thirty. Wow. Now, and, and I did that for a strong, uh, maybe a year and a half. And, uh, oh, 11, 37, 30, so you wasn't even hitting stages. Nah, no, no, yeah, you were. Out there? Yeah. Prime time is, is 7 o'clock. So, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, prime time you. is 7. It's, it's the weirdest thing because yeah. they're three hours behind. Yeah. But they still, you would think, all right, if 10 o'clock is prime here in the East Coast and they're three hours behind, you would think that still 10 o'clock is prime. Right. Nah. They operate. It's wild. It's the wildest phenomenon. They really operate on the East Coast clock. Wow, bro. So prime time is still seven. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, spots is closed down at midnight. The clubs yeah. close at like midnight and one o'clock. Right. So you could go to you can you can hit like four or five spots in Cali on a given night. Um, and it was weeknights, the black spots in the rooms, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. You can hit three or four spots. You go one downtown, then a spot in Hollywood, then a spot in the Valley, or whatever, and be done 10, 10, 30. Wow. Easily. And, um, you know, depending on the night. And I would race home. Sometimes I would be performing in my uniform, you know, with the, with the right, security right. Right uniform, <laughs> and go straight to work. Right. I remember one of the coldest joints. You know, you had those moments where you'd be like, this is my life. F my life. I was walking uh, on, on, on the... Um, it was it was how it was at Tribune Studios. Tribune Studios was they had uh, all the court shows on their lot. So I'm walking. The parking lot was off the lot though. So walking right. down the highway, and this dude that had got fired, this Mexican dude got fired for, from us, see me walking and in uniform, and he egged me. He's speeding by with a car full of his drunk uh. on me. Cause cause it, it, certain areas, a lot of Mexicans, you didn't they didn't like blacks. Right. And he was one of them. So I'm walking in the in the. I got the the big bomber, the big uh the big black puffy puffy jacket with a with a shield on it, the, <laughs> the security <laughs> shield. And man, I I mean I was so freaked out. I thought I thought for a hot second somebody was shooting at me. Right. So they come soon, come down, you know, and, and somebody said da 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 puto, and and I was like, and I stood there, and I and I I was like. Yo, this this can't be my life, y'all. I just got egged. I'm a grown ass man. I just got egged. <laughs> then I went to work. I had to work till seven. I'm making like eight dollars an hour. Right. I was I was, fear, I was so defeated. I was right. so defeated. I um on that lot was Judge Judy's court. Right. Judge Mathis. Right. And like two other judges. So we used to do rounds or whatever. So I I, I would go and sit in the seat, you know, in the dark, just complete darkness. Sit in the seat. And I go, you know, be acting like them or whatever. 
Um, the funniest, the funniest joint, and I don't think I really told a lot of people this one. So Hannah Montana was on that lot too. Okay. So when we did her round, I mean, it, it became my habit. You had to sneak a nap. They knew you wasn't, you, you wasn't supposed to sleep, but all my, my, you know, my, my superior, my sergeant, whatever, they would tell you, if you have to take a nap, do it on your rounds. Right. So I didn't, didn't really know Hannah Montana. I heard the name or whatever, but during the rounds, I kind of one day found her room. Right. And went in the joint. Right. <laughs> and I used to, for like about four months, I used to go in there and take a nap in her room. <laughs> she had a refrigerator that had Doritos and Pepsi, and I would take a Pepsi and a Dorito, the little the snack bags, take that, sit there and watch TV, fall asleep for like 50 minutes, you know, set the alarm or whatever. Right. And, uh, and I used to sleep in Hannah, Hannah Montana's uh, uh, dressing room. Like, <laughs> legit for, on her couch with my feet up, shoes off. A Pepsi, I would take a Pepsi. It was a little baby refrigerator. It would be like 100 Pepsis and 100 bags of Doritos. Pepsi and Dorito every night. That is hilarious. And I'd be That's sitting there. And it was, it, was, it was weird. And you look at back now, it's creepy. Right. But we, we had keys. Yeah. And I would just sit there and be watching TV and just think about my life or whatever. And then I'd just fall asleep. And, I mean, it was, it was, her, it was her room. Like, it wasn't... It was pictures, personal pictures on the wall, stuff on the desk. Like, that was her dressing room for the show. And the show was still being taped. Yeah. So, uh, I think I've only told, like, two people that. But, uh... So, you got... You got... <laughs> this, that might be the commercial. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sleep in her dressing room on her couch. Y'all, this is hilarious, bro. Yeah. That's, if you think about it now, somebody say, Hannah Montana, you'd be like, dude, I want some Doritos. Bro, yeah, you know be like... <laughs> and and this was before you know she went through the name change and I started using her real name so she right. was real live a a child star like oh yeah oh yeah that yeah. was that was huge I think even my kids know about Hannah Montana and that yeah. wasn't even in a um, wheelhouse you know what I mean yeah. and the, the 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 thing I almost got fired for I almost got fired right I had always heard the old Hollywood stories uh, you know I said I, I said I if I gotta have a story to take home right. Um, so there was this guy named um, Seth Barron or Berenstein or whatever. He was a head writer for Seinfeld. Okay. Now Jerry decided to give him his own talk show for no reason other than that that was his man and he wrote for him. Mm -hmm. It was not a good talk show. It was on maybe two episodes and I saw one. Mm -hmm. When I saw that they was filming on our lot, I was like, oh, I bet I want to get to know them because I want to be a writer. Right. So I was like, maybe I'll catch them coming in. So they'd come in in the car. We worked in the guard booth. They would come in and, but they, you know, nobody would speak because you just security. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll catch them in the cafeteria. Still, nobody speak. Well, maybe I start doing the research of the names. Who's the director? Who's the showrunner? Who's blah, blah, blah. So one night I just, on my rounds, I went to their to offices. Yeah. Truth, this is a true story. All my stories, man, I, I, they're, they're absolutely true. They sound... Yeah. They sound fantastic, but they're 100% true. <laughs> I'm going around on everybody's desk, being nosy. It's four in the morning. Right, right. I see there's, they, there's a sign that say writers. So this is where the, the writers were, right? Right. So some, my man had left, uh, he had left his notes out. So there was a memo, a printed email. And it was like, by Monday, I need this punched up. And whatever subject it was, he said, I need 10, um, you know, punchlines for this, you know, whatever it was. Right, right. 
So I look around, but I said, all right. <laughs> I sat down and wrote jokes. Wow. And left my dumb ass. Here's the dumb part, though. I was, I'm thinking this is going to be, you know, the story that this I tell. My Hollywood story, right. Yeah, right. So I wrote my name on the joint and my phone number. Oh. <laughs> I said, hey, don't mean no harm. I just wanted to, I saw this note laying out. I wanted to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, next day, my sergeant calls me in. <laughs> he was like, can I, I can use profanity on here, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I thought it was the Pepsi and the Doritos coming back to, 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 to haunt me. Oh, so you didn't even know that's no. what you, oh, man. No. Oh, I, that's hilarious. I thought I was going to get let go for being in Hannah Montana dressing room on some right. creepy shit. Right, right, right. So he was like, "Did you um? Did you vandalize the uh, the desk in uh in in whatever whatever the name of the show? It's called Talk Show. Talk Show with with Spike Ferenstein. That's what it's called. Talk right. Show with Spike Ferenstein. Y'all can do your Googles. Um, and I was like, vandalized. So then I'm I'm like, my heart is already racing. But then I was like, Nah, that's not what happened. I said I wrote jokes. It seems like you did what? Right. <laughs> so she gave me this little card. She said, uh, you got to go see so and so." It was the executive producer. Oh. He called me in his office. Now, I don't remember his name, but I remember looking it up after. Heavy in the TV world. Yeah. And, and most of the people in the TV world, you will never know their names. Right. Movie, movies are different. Right. You'll hear some names, but like, oh, yeah, he did so and such. He produced so and such. TV? Right. They go from job to job to job to job to job, 30, 40 years. You'll never hear their name. So this guy was a big cat. Call me in the office, big ass office too. We sit down. He looks at me. He's staring at me because I'm in uniform. Right. He didn't believe it. I told him what I did. I told him my intention, and he was he was just like I mean he was he was flabberg he was so flustered flabbergasted because he said man he said these are good. <laughs> he's, he's like what do you do? I said I'm stand up comic man. I'm trying to break and write. I'm still thinking this is this is it. This is it. This is it. This is my story. Yeah. This is the story I'm gonna tell ten years from now. Right. He was like, "Yeah, but you can't do that." <laughs> he was like, "You can't do that." He said, "You will never work in this town as a writer yeah. because you know they take that whole unsolicited submissions yeah. shit real." That's the real. Uh, it's like sad. It's like the sag thing. Yeah. Right? You gotta you gotta be a part of the union, right? And have your credentials right. in order to be a but, part of it. For them to even put eyes on it, you know what right. I mean. So although right. although my motives and intentions were harmless, right? If I was if I was really trying to pull a fast one, and they used one, right? And then I come back and be like, "Y'all use my shit. You got payment. Made a big deal out of it. They'd have been in trouble." Right. So he's sitting there staring at me. He's trying to figure me out. He was like, yo, you can't do that. He was like, you will never work in this town as a writer doing that. And I, right. and I, then my heart just sunk. My stomach sunk. Right. I was like, right. oh, I, this did not work the way I thought it was going to work. Right, right. I was but, like, but, I really fucked that up. Right, but here, let me, let me, so, and then see, a lot of people don't know this, but so the proper way, if you would have had your credentials, mm -hmm. your writing credentials, and did the same thing as an employee of the lot, they might have took those jokes. Maybe. Maybe. If I'd have had a relationship with somebody. 
that that too. It may, but it may. If, even if they would have been like, "Who are you?" Like, well, I'm a stand-up comedian, but I do have my credentials. Mm. This is something I'm doing on the side. True, true, true. He might have been like, oh, "All right, well, listen." Or have your agent. Who's your agent? Right, right, right. Who's your agent? And then yeah. the agent would have been like, "All right, right, well, we'll do it another way." And then yep. it would have worked. I get what you did because you you want some old Maryland Jersey, yo. I'm a, <laughs> He's yeah, that's how it would work. Yeah. 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 So it would have worked if I'm gonna tell you where it would have worked. It would have worked in New York. Yeah, probably. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because that LA joint is so yeah. different, bro. Like when I went out, when I went out to LA to do the ABFF uh wings competition. Okay. What year did you do it? That was I wanna say it was I just did it last year. Yeah, mine was like three years, three or four years ago. Okay. Um, the year I did it, um, Daphne Springs won. Oh, okay. Um, but what I will tell you is the LA thing absolutely was in play. Mm. Like the whole agency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even for that. Even for that. And I ain't had no agent or nothing. Came out out there butt naked. And you could. I went out, dude. I, I flew out there, had my own flight. I went out there, got them rinky-dink, uh, ignorant hotel that it was affordable, rented a car that cost me like $15 a day. Yep. Um, I think the only thing that I did, I went to In-N-Out and I went to uh, Roscoe. That's like, an that that like, L.A. trip. That's an L.A. Those trip. Right? things I had to get done before yeah. I left. And I drove a couple places, just kind of looked around or whatever. And I went to, to do the comedy and, and – Nobody, we we couldn't look at each other's sets. We weren't allowed to look at each other's sets. But I do remember Tyree was there. Tyree Lang was there. Mm -hmm. My man Tommy Taylor was there. Plug from Atlanta. Uh, My man Plug uh, Chapman was there in Atlanta from Atlanta. I was there. Some uh, was a couple other cats that you might know, like a a lot of people that you might know from social media. Right. But when they announced the winners. Joe Fox was another one that was there. Okay, I know They that. announced the winners. They announced two guys, two girls. And I won one of them. Wow, okay. But what I will tell you is, when I went and did my set, this, this only happened to me. When I went and did my set, I think I went fourth or fifth. I went and did my set. Joe Torrey came out after I got done and was like, I got to use the bathroom. I was like, yo, you... My God, you killed the joint. Mm-hmm. You killed the room, bro. He's like, where you from? I was like, North Carolina. Da, 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 da. I'm from Jersey. Da, 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 ba, ba, ba. Yo, you killed that joint. And he dapped me up. Other comedians standing there like, hey, you ain't got to tell me how I did, man. That's good, though. He's like, nah, nah. He was straight. He's like, nah, man. Don't worry. They're like that. He walked went all into the bathroom. He's like, I got I to gotta hurry up. I got to get back. Left, came back. Chris Spencer came out right after him. Chris Spencer was like, you, yo, come here. He's like, dude insane yeah yeah your timing is stupid that's all he said and he, he was like yo you you killed it as people were leaving their club walking out mm-hmm. he was like yo you should have been in the yo you should have been in the final yeah that's you like one. you should have like, you should have did I'm walking across the street after the joint yeah. yo yo TTBN yo you killed I yeah. said that's all I need to hear bro because nobody else was getting that energy right 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 Two guys, two girls go to the final. 
Guess who wasn't one of the two guys and two girls? Daphne wasn't one of them. Oh, oh interesting. Right. But we get an email. <laughs> right? I have to say the five finalists. Other than five. I was like, yo. Oh, so, so. oh they did that. Oh, they did that. So okay. I, was, I was pissed off. And here's wow. the thing. This is, this is why I was pissed off. This is why I was pissed off. And, and I said this out of arrogance, but I said it because of the reaction that I got from the crowd mm-hmm. after the show. Mm-hmm. So you fucking trying to tell me there was three females funnier than me? That's just, that's just mm-hmm. what I said. Now, it, it might have been a little, you know, a yeah, little yeah. punch and a little gag, but this is my point. I know I didn't see nobody set. But when I go up on that stage and I do what I do, I know you can't count down until I say something sexual in my set. So don't sit there and tell me Mm. that each one of those sets didn't have something sexual that had to be sexualized or whatever. Because I know the comedy game and I know how they are. And I'm like, so you trying to tell me though? They all went up there, and all their sets were so different that they all ended up going to the final? Yeah, 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 right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's why I was like, yo, fuck L.A., fuck this bullshit, because you can't tell me that that's not how how comedy works. Mm -hmm. I know when I went up there and did my set, it didn't sound like nobody else's set. Right, right, right. Because I ain't talking about none of the shit y'all talking about. Right. You see what I'm saying? So That that representation piece is, is bigger than most people would understand. For them, it's easier, you know, because no matter how polished you are as a, as a talent on stage, you know, that, that team thing, mm-hmm. that representation, like that, that plays a part in it so much so that when I did it last year in 2019, they wanted you not to have representation. Right. See? They wanted you not to. And they, they really were surprised because Bob Sumner was familiar with me because I have been around for so long. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm surprised, Lamont, because he, you know, they picked me. I sent, I sent a good set, and it was good enough to get picked for the 10 finalists. But he, when I got there, and we had the little sit-down dinner or whatever, and Jeff Friday and his wife, Nicole, and they're going on, so, so tell us about yourself. And then Bob was like, yeah, I know Lamont. I've known Lamont for years. Mm-hmm. And um, he, was like, he was like, I'm shocked you don't, you don't have an agent. And I was like, you know, so, so I got lucky. Cause I was I was considered a veteran in the competition, but an mm-hmm. uh, unknown at the same time. Yeah. So it was you know. Rookie in the vet. Yeah, at I the mean, same time. Yeah, but but here's the thing. So who won the year? Who who won last year? Uh, Ty Davis smashed. Who was at that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Ty so Davis. so yeah yeah, and then that's and that's dope. So the crazy thing about it is you you brought up Bob Sumner. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I text up Bob Sumner. I, I was tweeting him. I tweeted him. Mm-hmm. Yo, I want to be able to do your room up in Willingboro, New Jersey. I'm, I'm from that area. I went to high school there. Da, da, da. That's not how this works. All right, mm-hmm. Bob, tell me what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he was like, he, here's my email. So I, I email him. I was like, yo, you know, let me know what dates uh, I could travel. I can get up there, blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right, how long you been doing comedy? I was like, yo, Bob, I met you years ago, da 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 blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right. I get up there. I, I, I connect with all these Philly comics because they up there doing some time for Bob and all this other stuff. Right. And I'm sitting in the lobby. 
So he walks over and he goes, Bliss, Jay Bliss. He like, man, I don't know why I keep I can't remember. He's like, wait a minute. Was you at the ABFF in, in LA? I'm like, yeah. He mm. goes, yo, you killed. And I didn't even know he was there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in the room. Right. And he goes, you killed that thing, man. I was wondering what happened to you. I was like, ain't nothing happened to me. Yeah, what happened to me? I was wondering. I said, I said ain't nothing happened to me, Bob. I said, like I just you were, stopped. I stopped you, going. Yeah, I stopped going out to LA. That's what I stopped doing. You like, know what like you went to the bathroom and, and slit your wrists and shit. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to you. Did they find you? Right. They found right. your body? Right. And it's so funny because I go up there and I just I go up there and do this set and I'm up there and I'm like, all right, I'm just I'm reworking, like knowing what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't know why I even got a showcase up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so funny, but you know, it's that's funny, man. It's like Bob, Bob run into the same people over and over and over again. But it's like he won't he know who funny, he know who ain't. Nah, so so all right. So I was I was in the tent that went to LA, right? Yeah. So I made the mistake of my tape, I feel like was a strong five. However, the what the five that I put on the tape, now this is this is this is a this is a, a logistics for the listener. This is yeah. this is all strategy and science. Yeah. The five I put on the tape was the end of a set, a 30-minute set. Yeah. So it's power. Yeah, it's the closer. Yeah. I did that to get picked. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, they was like, yo, remember, you don't have to do what you did on the tape. Shit. Read, read the room. Shit. So, <laughs> right. so I'm thinking, nah, I'm going to do what I did on the tape. Because yeah. I've known you, Bob, for... 10, 15 years, you ain't never seen me enough to be like, uh, yeah, oh yeah, he got it. You the next. So since you did pick me, I'm like, that material must be good. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Right. I should have just did the room. Yeah. I, that's what I, you know, I learned after I got off stage. You know, you had those moments where you'd be like, it's a fork in a row. I could have went left, went right. I just made the wrong choice. It was 50-50. You never know. Right. right. I went second. Mm. And I did the power shit from the what I sent in the tape, but the room wasn't ready yet. Chris yeah, Pinsett, second. Mm. Chris Pinsett didn't do no time. Mm. And, and then, so I'm watching the people after me, and everybody's going easy with their easy material. And I'm like, oh, I fucked this up. I'm, so I'm yeah. watching five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It was 11, actually. Uh, and they picked, ten, uh, they picked five. So I'm watching. So... Same thing. I'm in the back of the room. We had the Ha Ha Cafe. People coming back. They pointing. That's where we was. Yeah, they pointing. They like, yo. Um, dude from uh, HBO, he like, yo. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, it's always <laughs> that. You can be a fan favorite, but if you ain't with the judges or the person that's doing it once, you, it don't that's matter. It. It's crazy. But we get up there, and uh, now the five they picked was, was, was cool. Because I, right. I knew I had messed up. Right. So it was Ty Davis, Kevin White, um, PJ Tucker, Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Cunningham in uh, yeah, Ty David, whatever, whoever said, I can't remember the fifth. But when they said the fifth, I was like, my heart just sank. I was like, ah, shit. Yeah. So d- a couple weeks later, he emailed everybody. He was like, yo, the shit was so good. I'm going to extend the invitation for y'all to come at least be at ABFF, um, even if the 10 finalists, right, or me and hang out. I was like, shit, that's all you had to say. 
Yeah. So I went down there. And yeah. I, that was my first time to at the ABF at American Black Film Festival. Yeah. And, and the network, when I tell you, I I might as well you'd have thought I was in the final five. Yeah. Cause I took full advantage of that of that all access pass. Oh yeah. I had a, I had, a had a ball down that joint. And um so the reason is just why I'm telling the story. So I'm not gonna say his name because it's my man. He he really he went after Ty and took an L. Yeah. This is a veteran. Yeah. Took an L in this large uh, arena style uh, convention center hall. Yeah. yeah, he he took an L in the competition, mm. and it was painful to watch because it's you know he, he was a comrade. So, long story short, I'm at the bar later, and Bob comes in, mm-hmm. and he walks past. Yo, you really should have been one of the five. I was like, don't tell me, yeah, don't, don't, like, yeah, don't get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, y'all, you was one of the judges in LA. Right. What you right. mean? Right, like right. you thought it was going to go a certain way. You know what I'm saying? How y'all present? You know who you want in it, and the, and the faces, yeah. and then you know, not saying that Ty didn't deserve it, um, because she killed it. But yeah. for him to say like you should have been one of the five, you should have picked me as one of the five. Yeah, that's what I, yo, I get out of here. Yeah, I hate it, man. It's like I. I always laugh when I see people like get. I remember they did a Comedy Central uh, uh, competition at, at the Comedy Zone at the Home Club here in Charlotte. Okay. And um, I knew I had the stronger material, man. And they picked some other guy. And they said the dude went out there, man, to represent him. Bomb. I go, mm-hmm. I go, mm-hmm. man, I, because y'all, here's the thing. You know, you, you got in your mind what you think we all want to see. Right, 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 right. But here's the thing. It is what it is. I am who I am. Right. I'm, that's just I, this is what I look like. And if, if you're looking for a, a 21 a 21 year old funny dude, go find him. It took me a long time to to realize that though. I ain't gonna lie. I, I would always comp, competition. I was always I never liked competition, so I never did them. Yeah. So about two years ago, Frank Holder from the Humor Mill, uh, he was like, yo. Cause I was like, I was, I was in a lull and you know, I wasn't getting booked. I wasn't in comedy the way I wanted to be. And he was like, yo, you, you got exposed. You got to start going to these festivals. So I spent like a year applying to festivals and competitions, which I had never done in the 10, 15 years that, that you know, I've been active, yeah. never, never did it. Yeah. And then when I start going and I was like, damn, I should have did this a long time ago. So ABFF, was yeah. was one of them. It was yeah. one of those ones. So for a long time, I used to be like doing what I think that the people on the other end of the table would want. And I had to get out of that and just yeah. be like, yo, just do your material at work and f- end of story. It, end it, story man. Yeah, and just build it's your a- fan base because they're yeah. gonna they have in their mind when they put these things together who, who and what they want. And that's fine. That's their right. They're not there. You're not they're not there to discover you. Nope. You ain't there to sometimes, be discovered. But sometimes you can be so good, even their agenda. That's true. Or have them write you down. Yeah, yeah. And have a later conversation with you. Yeah. I was yeah. out in Iowa. I had a lady point blank ask me, when you moving to L.A.? Mm. I was like, I'm not. She was like, I can't help you. I was like, I didn't ask you to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And she goes, but you're so talented. And I goes, and I'm, I'll still be talented in North Carolina. Right. You right. understand what I'm saying? And um, she was like, well, why, why, the, why the hesitation? Because I have children to raise. Mm. Kids are way more important than anything. 
I say, but this audience is laughing in Iowa. Yeah. So they'll bring me back to Iowa. Right. And then she's like, but I'm in L.A. I was like, in L.A., I'll still be there. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, so I was like, you, you dealing with a grown man here. You can't get me with no glitz and glamour. Yeah. And you feel like I'm that important. L.A. will call for you. Right, if, if, if they, they want, want you, when they want you. Know you. I mean, and it's like a lot. See, a lot of people moved to New York or moved to LA, and I'm like, yo, man, if I didn't have the responsibility that I have when it comes to these these kids, I would have been my peon. I would have been yeah. out of when I did did it, tried it, and see what happened. You right, know, Jay Bliss might be something totally different right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time. I still know my lane. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, and, and I and for, right. for me, I um. You know, like you said, try it. I, I wanted to try. I wanted to get it out the way. And I went out there late. Yeah. I went out there at 30, which right. is insane and unheard of. Yeah, that's and I learned, And I learned, I learned a lot. And I say the, the most beneficial thing for me is the relationships for being there, living there as a resident. And I thought I was never going to move home. But I was a permanent resident for six years. And the relationships that I, that I established out there have benefited me to this day. To this day, that's what's up. So that's the that's the most important for me, because you know making it is relative. Yeah. You know the the whole discovery process ain't what it was back in the day. Right. Not what it was. Right. So media change, technology changed everything. The game has changed. Uh, so you know people think you you gonna have to go out there and it, it's it's not for the faint of heart. One, but two, it's not for everybody. It's, it's, you nah, know, it, nah. it's one of those places where it's not, you, if you can't, if you're not mentally grounded and solid in yourself, man. That's going to eat you alive. Oh, it will eat you alive and you'll be doing <laughs> stuff you never thought could even be done. Right. And, <laughs> That's not going to that. That's really like, like you know, yeah, like, it's, that dude out there in the streets. Man, it's, it's real. And, you know, and so if you're not already solid and grounded, it, that ain't that ain't the place. Yeah, not yeah. the place. Not yeah. for the pain of heart. So what? So all right. So this pandemic got everybody going crazy. Like you know, we we've talked a number of times. I, you've been on my comedians chopping it up uh, a couple of times and things like that. But you have found a lane, and your lane is your lane and your lane only. Like I don't like I say I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people, man. But the the whole. Uh, Tiny Closet Studios, yeah. which, which basically started like you, like you kind of went full blast running once the pandemic started. Like all of yeah. a sudden it was like, boom, I see, I see Lamont on, online all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was funny because even at the time when the pandemic started, Facebook had cut off the whole sharing live type deal. Yeah, like, yeah. like you yeah. couldn't even bring people on and talk to them. Right. And then people start figuring out how to do Zoom and all this other stuff. And then I was right. like, all right. So it's like, all right, so you started the Tiny Closet Studios and you go live Monday through Friday from 6 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 7. Then you actually go live periodically throughout the day as well. That's a replay. About... That's a replay. Oh, that's the replays. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you you just you just filling up those timeline. Content. Content, yeah. Yeah. Right, so right. so I had I had known, I just never did it. It's one of yeah. those things. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, con they always say content is king. Content is right. king. You got to find a way to, I didn't have a lot of followers. I didn't, I, I just, I could not figure it out. 
Right. And then when the, when the quarantine sit your ass down. Yeah. Like I had no choice. I was like, well, let me just put some of my old interview. You know, we was we was throwback Thursday for like a month straight in March. Yeah. You was because you had time, man. I'm right. pulling old posts and old interviews and da da da. And I st- I looked at it one week and I was like, man, I put up a lot of shit this week. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I've done and I put up. I said, well, what if it was new? Mm. And I was like, ah. So I had already been doing a Karen Hunter show yeah. every Friday. Right. So I've been traveling to New York and back doing her show in studio because all her guests were in studio. So when the lockdown came, they went they went to Zoom immediately. Right. So me doing um, uh, her show on Zoom, and I'm looking at her operation and her platform, and in like three months' time, she took her channel from her YouTube channel from like fifty five thousand viewers to I mean fifty five thousand subscribers to ninety. Yeah. In like three months, which is crazy. Right. And uh, especially for somebody that's not high profile. Right. She has a big platform, but it's not high profile. If that makes sense. Right. So I'm like, well, how, what do you do? She said, content, 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 content. I said, but how? She said, well, you got to own your content. I was like, well, how is it owning? If it's if it's somebody else's, she was like, you make it yours. Yeah. But I do an interview. I play that interview. I post the interview. I post clips. I post trailers, teasers. I take the audio. I take this, that, this, that, 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 and out of one one hour long conversation, I may have fifteen elements that I can put everywhere on the net. Everywhere. So yeah. then I went, I went and and looked at her page, and I was like. Oh, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> I was like, these are your interviews. So that means it's, you own it, and but it's content. And so I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So I'm doing her show. Um, you know, the audio quality um, is, is like a thing to me. So I was yeah. like, the only place in my house was my closet. Yeah. I got a walk-in closet, right? So I set up the computer and... To, and, and Bought the little microphone and da da da. So it was funny at first. Yeah. Because on her show, you know, she has a national audience on Sirius XM, Urban View, one twenty six. Right. Well, people watching it and and the clips go on YouTube, and she can uh, you know ten twelve thousand per video. And so they seen it in the closet. So you said, well, what is that, Lamar? Where are you? I was like, I'm in a tiny closet, baby. This tiny yeah. closet studios. You know. Yeah. What I'm so then we we get to talking on the side one week, and she was like, What are you trying to do with that? And I was like, Nothing. I was just being funny. She said, nah, you need to do something with that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So I looked at it again. I started looking at the clips, and then I was like, oh, okay. So then when when everybody, I'm talking about the talk shows and Stephen Colbert and Trevor Noah, and, and all of them went home, even the playing field, because everybody's shit looked the same. Everybody. Everybody, John Oliver, the Nightly News, everybody. And so I was like, oh, okay. Now now I got the flood content. So I just start calling up people, talking to them. Uh, when the comedians, you know, all of us started rapping to each other, jumping on each other's joints. I was, uh, pause. Uh, Jamal told me <laughs> I did his. He had a late night, uh, what you call it. And I just start building, uh, just t- snatching the clips, clips and clips and clips and clips, making clips and clips. Then full interviews and then I was like um she one a couple months in she hit me and she was like um you know why not do something every day and I was yeah. like all right why not yeah so we tried it at four o'clock 
then five, and then we landed. I, I've done it's been about ten weeks now. Um, six p.m. and it, it just is it's it's growing. And the, the thing is about co- committing to something, you don't see what it's going to look like. You don't at the very beginning because I had no clue. I go to my, I go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Lamont King. I go there now, and it's a lot of fucking content yeah. that I didn't even realize. I'm just talking to people every day. Yeah. And, and snatching and making an hour interview, a 10-minute segment, a two-minute trailer, a one-minute uh, zinger with a cliffhanger, and, and just, you know, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, and then uh, go to my Patreon to see the whole shit, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it just became what it is now. Something that like people will hit me. I'll be late because I do it live, yeah. and that's that's like a test for me. Yeah, it, it could be a podcast. Yeah, but it could be a you know a live broadcast. So I was like, I want it to be both. It has the feel of a podcast, but to actually be a live broadcast because I come right. from radio and right. radio is live. Live. So right. I was like, that's a test. I got to. I want to challenge myself to to run in here and and get go live at six oh one every every day. So it's, it's to the point where people now. You know, I'm late, 602, 603, my phone blowing up. They're like, bro, what you what you doing? I got people over. We got you on the TV and there. We put you, you know, on the TV. Well, who you got today? I'll be like, ah, oh, like it's yeah. it's becoming a thing. So yeah. I'm fortunate for that though. It's the hardest part is just sticking with it. Cause some it's, days do is the consistency, man. And the man. thing about it is like you gotta realize the impact that you have when you don't know you have impact. Yeah, like your yeah. background alone made me change mine. Like I was like, well, I, 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 yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I got the blank joint. I got to do something. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. I was just like to change it up. And it's like, I the dedication, and and it's like even when I get the notification on my on my phone, like you going live, and every time you go live, I can't always jump on. Right. Most of the time when you when you go live, I'm over my mom's and I'm getting her dinner together. Right. So I can't jump on and listen, but sometimes I go on, I kind of look to see what's going on. Yeah, I yeah. see like, look at the comments or whatever was going on. It's like, oh, this dude wilding. And then like, I'll go back and look, just like I went back and looked at the, the Sug Knight right. interview. Like I'll go back and look at the content of what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, I want to see what he's talking about on this one. Yeah. And here's the thing. And we, we talked about this a little bit before we started was people don't, they're not with you during the grind of it. Mm-hmm. But when it pops off, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, yo, I want to go copy that. And then right. they're already starting at the very beginning. Then they'll they'll quit because they'll be like, man, I ain't doing this every day, man. Right. He's just jumped off. When you say 10 weeks, 10 weeks already. There's 52 of them in a, in a year. Right. So you already 10 weeks in, right? Even if you get to 52, let's say it's 107 before it'd be like, all right, you get your own show. Right. This one's gonna give you the money, da 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 blah, blah, blah. And everybody's gonna be like, oh man, I could do that. Oh, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can. Because let, let me tell you how hard it is. You see what I'm saying? Verse eight was rough as a bitch. That's okay. what I'm saying. So it's I, like, I do, I, do, uh, I do my Blizzard Singer podcast, we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I do the HBCU stories on Sunday night. Right. I do comedians chopping it up, which is starting to dwindle away. Like mm-hmm. people are just like, but here's the crazy thing. Every request I send, whether it be for the podcast, whether it be for HBCU stories, whether it be comedians chopping it up, I get the people that read my message and straight ignore me. What you mean? Like, yo, do you mind? Do you feel like, can you be on this podcast or can you be on this or can you? Okay. And like read it and be like, no comment. Uh. These people I know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people I know, like people I've rocked with. Right. Straight scene, red, no comment. 
reply. Like, yo, let me know. Uh-huh. No reply. And I go, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 yo, that's I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's motivation. It made right. me want to go harder, right? Because if it pop off, right. Mm-mm, don't mm-mm. Cause the price of brick going up. Yeah, price. Don't come. <laughs> don't, don't come. And, don't and, come ask, yeah. and again, and that speaks for me. That speaks to what I said earlier about the the relationships that I nourished in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, and I left LA defeated. You know, I came home. That was just the reality of it. In, in my yeah. mind, I was defeated, but I had really built some strong relationships. So, when you look, and, and for the listeners, if they go look at the stuff, my f- early first shows on the Daily Live got some people on it. Yeah, and that's only because I have relationships where I pick up the phone and be like, "Yo, hey, jump on my podcast." Wasn't even really a podcast yet. Right. On it. Hey, all right, which, what, what, what is it? How, how is it? I got to call in. I got to look like something. When is it? Yeah. I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I has, I've had some names on so far. I've seen J. Anthony Brown on yeah. there. I see Claudia yeah. Jordan, Jamel Hill. <laughs> like, and these is, and, and my mans, my mans, like the homies here. Yeah. They're like, yo, my nigga, I, saw, I watched the show yesterday. You, you know her? And I was like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's like, oh, what you mean? It's like, oh, I know you knew Jamel Hill. I'm like, oh, I, okay. Yeah. Right. Keep <laughs> so, sleeping on me, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like with the show, like that helped it. That yeah. helped it. And then, and then I cut a trailer out of those. Right. And now I, I shoot that out. And now people are like, wait a minute, what is this again? What is, oh, no, nah, I got a daily digital, you know, um, just six o'clock every day. They were like, oh. All right, let me check it out. And so then it, it exponentially grows. Like every time I can see the chat on all the platforms when oh, I, yeah, you know, when yeah. I do it. So when I see it every day, it's like I say, oh, I don't, I don't know them. I don't, okay, this new people, you know. So so it's so it's growing. But it was painful the first five six weeks. It's the gonna same, be. It's gonna same, be. But people. like once you once you get that lane and you Man. start realizing exactly how you wanted to flow, it's gonna yeah. flow the way you wanted to flow. Like. You know, it, like I say, sometimes I don't want to be doing this podcast. Yeah. Man, but then, like, I enjoy chopping it up with cats that I know. Yeah. But then it's also good when I chop it up with somebody I don't know. Right. They right. don't know my personality. Right. But they jump on and take it. Yeah. I work with Ali Sadiq one time, bro. He took the interview. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got on the interview and said, I don't even do these. Right, right. But I'm like, appreciate you. He's like, yo, yeah. I, I, this was enjoyable. I like this because you don't ask the same shit everybody else asks. I'm like, right. I don't. I'm not going to get into that. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like my whole thing is, is I want to know the other stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. They, 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 like, you told me this story when you was doing the story about Suge Knight and you said something. When I heard it, I had to rewind it. You was like, I was married. I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> so I was sitting there trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. I'm like, why did I never knew that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sitting there like, yo, so you part of the same group I'm in. So you yeah. you, you part of the failed marriage group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I believe, I think I was divorced when I, by the time I, we met. I so was. That's, that's an old, that's an old, my former life. We met at 50, 50 Comics Deep in 2010 or 2011. 20, 2010, I think it was. Oh, yeah, I was, it was a rap. It was, it was a rap. And I was, I was going through mine. So uh, mine yeah, was yeah. too. Yeah. I got, mar- yeah. I, got married in, I got married in 2005. Yeah. Same, same year I started comedy. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got married in 06 and, and divorced in 2010. 
And um, but yeah, mine, that's, mine was before that. Yeah. <laughs> mine was yeah, like yeah. yeah, it was the same amount of the same amount of time. Yeah, that yeah. show was quick, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I was like, I'm out. Like I can't do this, yo. Like yeah. it was like, <laughs> and I was all types of ain't shit, dude. But you know, we're past that good stuff, like that, and we had kids, so mm-hmm. our relationship still has to continue on. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm glad I'm past the bad part of that. Like I'm. I, we moved on. You oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's always funny when somebody would be like, yo, man, old girl, fine as hell. I'm like, any any fine woman you see is always a dude that can't stand her. Right. right. Like, like, always know that. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's the they same thing for the dude. can't stand her guts. That hate your guts. Hate your guts. And it's the same thing for dudes. A girl be like, oh, he cute. It's, it's a woman out there that can't stand that dude. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, trust, like trust me. <laughs> That's real. So um, I like to do this, and we're going to wrap this joint up. Um, if you ever watch the, uh, the Actor Guild studio with um, James Lipton, he would do the questions at the end mm-hmm. with the questions. I remixed that somewhat for the Blizzard Ignorant podcast, so I'm going to hit you with these questions, and we're going we gonna to end on that one. So uh, first question is, what's your favorite word? Bitch. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Man, that's a good one. Um, yeah. To use or just the that, in general, I, like your favorite, like your favorite word, like yo, that's that's I, that's my favorite word right there. You know what I mean? Damn, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Only because I, I consider myself a wordsmith. Uh-huh. So I be trying to I be trying to push the envelope with with the vocab. Yeah. Um. Man, that's a tough. Maybe maybe come. I think about that while we talking about another. Okay, answer. so what's yeah. your least favorite word? Shit. <laughs> That's even harder. <laughs> um, so, so my least favorite word is can't. So it goes for my children and it goes for anything in life, like can't and excuses, like can't be you. Okay. So, yeah. So that's my least mm. favorite word. Damn, that's, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Damn. <laughs> this, I didn't know this is where this was going. Uh, All right. At least so we'll, we'll, go, we'll, go to the, we'll go to the next. You know my mantra or my, my slogan is uh, TTBS. Yeah. That's that bullshit. Stands for anything and everything absolutely no control over your life. So in your words, what's that's that bullshit to you? Um, now that, that would be... <sighs> I, I think everything for me is is FOH, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for me, like if it if it if it um so I'm a Capricorn, right? So I'm I, I have I'm a control by nature, I like control, but at the same time I'm an intellect mm-hmm. and I and I live in logic. Yeah. So I realize that there is no control. Yeah. So it's like fuck out of here. Like you can't. Like why you worried about? I say that to every day. Like you worried about stuff you legit have no power over. Like I don't. I don't believe in going to bed angry and, right, and, right. and all that other shit. Right, right, right. You, you know, you know <laughs> I, turn, I turn the phone off at night. My sister, we real close, and she'd be like, "Well, what if I'm in an emergency? What if I'm sleep? Uh, it's not gonna matter. So, <laughs> it's, it's really not gonna matter." So. I don't. I don't see myself, you know, emerging out of sleep. Like, what happened? 
and I'm going I'm to come save you. It's I'll wait to the morning. Right. Like the, bad, the bad news is still going to be there in the morning, right. but I would like to be well rested to deal with it. <laughs> so, uh, that's the, that's the asshole statement of the year. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, let me have my wits about me. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. So that's most funny. of the things, I'm like, talk out of here. Like, it doesn't, when people make things matter that don't or shouldn't, right? Um, or that's irrelevant. I okay, trivial stuff. I don't like trivial. Trivial. I don't go. like anything trivial. I hate surface rap. I um, hate, I hate just casual chop. Yeah, it when just, you say I, trivial, that like to me, that takes me to that's marriage. Yeah, that was like, a lot of my like, argument, like, like the nonsensical yeah. argument. Yeah, there was a lot of that. That's I didn't like unnecessary. That. Yeah. that 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 happened all because you wanted to go into this why session. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, like come yeah, on, yeah. Bro, you know what it is. Yeah. It's like six. Seven o'clock, the game about to come on in a half hour, and you want to start some bullshit. Like I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Like when you say trivial, that that's like the whole. Yeah, I don't even like casual trivial, trivial trivialities. Like, um, like yeah, how's the weather? I don't like yeah. how's the weather and all that silly shit. I don't do none of that with coworkers, strangers, none of. My coworkers think I'm quiet. I got a full time job too. They yeah. think I'm quiet because I just don't like surface rap. I don't. Mm, mm. Right. How's that? Did you see the game? No. <laughs> we, we just go, we just go sit there and talk stats and then argue about it, it LeBron who's I'm, better. I'm a good. little I'm a little different, man, because I can talk about anything with anybody. You know what I mean? Sure, so I can. My, yeah. So my whole like I'll I'll go with back and forth with the banter, but I won't go I won't go down that road of arguing with somebody that I know I can't. If you're not willing to hear my side. Yeah, you just want to be right. I can't do that with you. Well, see, I can do banter, but it's got to be witter, witty banter. With witty be, banter, I got it you. Can't be basic banter. I got you. I got you. basic I got you. banter <laughs> is less than witty banter. I got you. I got you. I read. I read something that was a little Aesop's fable the other day. It was like, um, you know, a, a I can't be in any conversation where I'm not learning. Because if, if 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 you are you know aren't where I'm at, then I'm teaching. Yeah, but I enjoy I enjoy teaching somebody something that they didn't know. Um, but I also know if um if that person's out of range for the conversation. Well, that's what I mean. Like if I'm if 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 someone says to me, if some if I'm talking to somebody and they say something about um, fraternities. And they go, well, what's that about? All right, let me teach you real quick. Right? And then yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. I can teach you. But if somebody comes up to me and go, that's dumb. That, I wouldn't let nobody just beat on me for no reason. I go, yo, I, I'm not yeah. talking you. Like, you're a dumbass. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, 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 it's like that, that, whole, that whole thing. You know what I mean? The way I apply it, though, is like, you know, these conversations, um, you know, with, with All Lives Matter crap. Oh. It's like, if I say BLM and you say ALM, I'm like, the conversation's over. I'm not, I'm not, exp I'm not. Teaching you because you don't know why that, that doesn't that make person sense. doesn't want to know. He doesn't. No. They they refuse to know. No. But then, but then when someone makes a generalization about me, because I have a Black Lives Matter shirt on, mm -hmm. and I go, so you gonna categorize me the same way that you would categorize somebody in the Ku Klux Klan? Mm. And then I would go, um, this is this might be sound real mad, but I hope your kids suffer for your ignorance. 
Mm. Like like that, like that, that part of it kind of opens their eyes because you won't be here to see your kids and grandkids suffer the consequences of your ignorance. Right. You know, the fact that you're unwilling to bend or the fact that you're unwilling to see the other side, you don't know that you're impacting their future. Right, right, right. So right. Um, you can be that, you can have that attitude, you can do that. But when the revolution happened, when they said the revolution was going to be televised, everybody was going over that point. Yeah, but yeah. When, it, when it happens, when it, when it flips around, if it ever does, which we don't know, your kids might suffer for it. Mm-hmm. And you could have been on the right side of history. You know what I mean? But you, you want to, we want to carry that flag. And I go, mm-hmm. yo, you know what I mean? Like, I, I ain't nothing I can do for you. Right. But, 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 but they just had one of the best tweets I ever seen in my life. Where he basically said, "Nothing, nothing hurt, no, nothing warms my heart more when I see a racist grandmother pushing their, um, pushing her black grandchildren around in the grocery store." That's real. That's real. That's real. Tyreek and Shaquanda sit down. Like that joke mm-hmm. is so funny because I'm like, that's what you get. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So um, let me go to the next question. What is the shit to you? Probably um, blackness. I mean, plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. yeah, blackness. I hear that, man. Like I, I, I tell my children uh, unapologetically black. Yeah, yeah. That is like, yeah. you know, you you hold your head up high. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so uh, layered. It's so dynamic. It's so um, despised. It's so revered. It's so misunderstood. Yeah. It's so quantified. Is so um, you know uh, um, godlike, like it's so much to it, yeah. which makes it you know, I can I can argue the point in in any in any you know situation environment, and 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 outpoint you. Yeah. So I, that's why it's the, it's the shit to me, and not even not even black people, uh, but blackness like black yeah. shit. Well, that's like, why I think you would enjoy the uh, HBCU stories. Like, like, just the everybody has the same story about what was your initial impression when you got to college that first day. Mm. And people go, man, the black people, and it's just like, yo, their eyes light up, and they just be like, yo, it was crazy. Mm. And you, and you, and you, you go back into that mindset, and it was early '90s for me, but it was like, it was so positive, yeah, and it was so release of 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 breath like exhaling like mm. you didn't have to wear no mask you didn't have to try to be somebody you wasn't you could be you and not be judged wow now you can get joned on but yeah, you yeah, yeah. be judged you understand what i'm saying <laughs> but it was, now, it I, was went to, I went to uh, pretty much black school districts high school yeah. um, so when i went i went to a pwi so it was like yeah. i had already you know, it wasn't it wasn't much of a adjustment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know some people like you know they sent their kids to, to black schools for the black experience. Yeah. But um, the schooling that we had and, and the home that I came out of, it was kind of built in. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Some so, people, some people needed it. Um, some people yeah, needed it, and yeah. some people people weren't prepared for it. Yeah, so yeah. Some people, and then you can learn that from the episodes that you watched. Like some people came from all white schools mm-hmm. and they went to a black school and was like, man, mm-hmm. this is different. 
And then it was people that went to all black and never integrated. And I go, man, how you gonna live your life? Right. If you never, you came from the inner city, then you came to a black school. Like you need some, you need to go to the PWI. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lisa like, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Lisa> <laughs> you coming, you gonna go to work the first day of X Clan. Like, yo, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, but like that, like that whole that whole uh that whole series is great. When you say black, this is the shit to you. It is for me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if there was any other um, profession that you would try other than your own, what would it be? Uh, I've tried them all. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I probably college professor. Yeah. College professor. And, and, and what would that be uh, specializing in? Probably uh, African studies. African-American studies. Yeah, you African go away with that joint. Yeah, no African doubt. Studies. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm a fan, I come from a family of educators mm -hmm. and I consider, I consider what I do on stage, a, a, a level of teaching. Yeah. Right? And so, but I don't like kids. So right. I, it would have to be, you know, a college professor two days a week. And then the other days office hours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> Walk around with the briefcase and the pipe, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I, I, can, I can see that. That's about it though. Yeah, you can. Hey, listen, man. Keep going with the Tiny Closet Studios, man. And you never know somebody give you an honorary degree, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, "Yo, we will let you teach." You yeah, know? yeah, right. You yes. can speak it into existence, man. That's not yeah. something that that's yeah. beyond uh, mindsets. You know, people might be like, "Yo, you know, Jay Bliss just likes having conversations, so we gonna give him a platform." Yeah, yeah, right. And it, it'll sure. be, it'll be what it is. You know what I mean? The nonsensical conversation, like, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's a, it's a price for every, people pay to see everything. People pay to see everything, man. But never yo, keep up the uh, content, the consistency. Uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, man, y'all go look up Lamont King. Look up Tiny Closet Studios. Uh, shout out your stuff, man, so that they know how to follow. So the, the daily the daily show is called Let's Go Live with Lamont King. We do a special version on Fridays called Let's Go Live, all fun and games. Uh, my social media is Mr. Lamont King, L-A-M-O-N-T-K-I-N-G. That's uh, Twitter and Instagram. My YouTube, trying to get that thousand subscribers so I can, you know, do some things, unlock the channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash Lamont King. Um, and uh, that's pretty much KingLamont.com is the website. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's pretty much it right there. My Patreon is Patreon.com, Mr. Lamont King. And you say, wow, you got all these destinations. What's special about the Patreon? Well, I'm glad you asked. The <laughs> Patreon has four episodes of everything I do and bonus clips. Yeah. So you'll find some cute shit on YouTube and Facebook and all of that. But Patreon has everything. So uh, it's 100% viewer supported. And, you know, when you're doing stuff like Patreon and subscribing to, to people's content, you really, you know, you're keeping them afloat. Because indie artists, you know, independent artists, when you downloading the podcast or you subscribing to their stuff, independent artists, that's that's keeping them afloat. So I welcome anybody and everybody into the into the crew. And Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. is Let's Go Live. No doubt. And I'm on uh Karen Hunter show every Friday, Sirius XM, uh Urban View Channel 126, 3 to 6 p.m. No doubt. If they, if they don't know how to find you now, they, they will. Yeah. Just keep hey, hitting man. rewind. Write the shit down. Keep hitting rewind. <laughs> and they'll be like, what did he say? He said the Instagram. What was the Instagram? Was the same as the Twitter? What did he say about the Facebook? He didn't give us Facebook, did he? He went to Facebook. Because I got Facebook. But we ain't friends. What did he say about the... 
Yeah, so they got everything, no doubt, man. Hey, man, I appreciate the time, man. Um, looking at good looking out, and um, I'm gonna post this up, man, and um, I'll tag you on every single thing I do. Sound good, appreciate you having content, me, Jack. More content for you, man. Yeah, buddy, no doubt, man. All right, all right, peace out. All right, man. All right.